welcome back to another episode of the Juice for Geek Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Juice for Geek Podcast. I like running that even though we're not a live show and we're doing this as a pre-recorded show. Yeah. But do you know But you know that- what? It gives it gives people that anticipation of us getting started. But you, you know all, that- all two of our fans. Oh, yeah. You notice how that beat dropped at some point? It was like dun 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 dun. Got your head bobbing. Oh, of that. course, yeah. When are you gonna create your own countdown timer? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. You know, we have like, I, I would say do a 15 second counter, right? With all different images of geek with you and me. Every, I, I do want to get to a, a chance where I create, where we go out and we just film our intro. The way that I would, we would film our intro would be like Siskel and Ebert, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you get off a bus and then you do that stupid, like eighties, 1980s, 1990s turn where you're just like, and then like, I'm reading a newspaper and I'm like, I just I don't know why I said that. Oh, that, those little eighty sitcom montages, you know? Yeah. Whatever right. happened to predictability? Yeah, we'd be like perfect strangers. Oh my you know? god! I yeah. wish I remember the theme to that. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, if you are tuning in, we have made it finally to episode forty of the G's for Geek podcast. I'm your host Charlie Radio Williams, and this is Sean Luke, apparently the Latin lover Acevedo here. Because, you know, we decided to bring that back. First of all, let's just listen. Let's slow it down for the Geetopians. Geetopians, just like you call me radio, we call him the Latin lover. We all know the origins of it. We all know. So, you know, what? before we get into today's show, um, Geetopians, I, I, Sean didn't want to talk about this, but I wanted to bring this up. Last week when we had Law on the show, right, from the Nerds of the Round, um, I shot a promo about Sean, Sean Speedos. And this is a product that I do plan on working on, but Sean was in the accident this week. Um, we were doing a photo shoot of him in the Speedos, um, and we didn't do quality control. And um, he went to go do a pose and he hurt himself. And um, if he's a little quiet today or a little antsy, it's because of that, all right? Really? Really? What? what? I'm just you, I'm sorry, you you telling me Keep going back on the boardwalk before I even trip and fall onto the sand hard I'm, on my I'm, side. That, yeah, that was an accident. I'm just saying, you know, hot boy summer's almost over. We were on the beach. I'm trying to get these speedos out. I'm trying to get the. I know we keep talking about the Sean Luke calendar, which is a thing and it's going to happen. But as the Latin lover, I feel like we need to step up the product game. And other than Sketchfred shirts, we need to focus on Sean Luke Speedos or the Latin Lover Speedos with your <sighs> face on every pair. Why? 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 <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are, ladies and gentlemen, let, let, me, let me say it. All right, let me do that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by another one of the greatest co hosts uh, from the Nerds of the Round podcast. All right, this guy, this guy here. You know, I'm. I don't. I don't have words because I lost all my words last week with law. I just lost all my words. You know, but we are going to bring on Tone from the Nerds of the Round podcast, or or better yet, Tone from across the hall. 
Yo. Yes. 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 Are you still really? Well, technically, you're not from across the hall anymore. No, I am. Uh, I'm down the road. Make a left. Sean, <laughs> don't give it away. Yeah. People don't need to know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, no longer, no longer across the hall since we moved out of the the Bronx apartment, and we, me and Seabass are now in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. It's got to be Jersey. Jersey, even though we're in South Jersey, so you know. Oh, so you guys yeah. gone up and left Law? Y'all didn't even take him. I mean, That's you just... know, you know how it is. He knows how he knows what it is. He just comes. He comes. He'll, he'll come for food. You guys are like. I mean, guys... if that's the case, I'll head over there too for food. Yeah. So, so does that mean in like ten years, ten or twenty years, like you and C Bass are going to be like Steve from Blue's Clues and send Law send Law <laughs> a video? Like, hey, remember? No, I mean, if we just up and left, and then Nerds of the Round just kind of was eliminated, then maybe oh. we would have to do that. But because Nerds of the Round is still a thing, and we still, you know, play D and D once a week, mm-hmm. and we're still in constant communication. I don't think I need to worry about a Steve going to college sort of situation. Oh, yeah. That'd be heartbreaking. Yeah. That would be yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, indeed. Sean, if you left like Steve did, I would I would miss you. Would you really? I mean, you'd probably replace me with someone better, probably. Who would post for the calendar? And Tony, you know, we are taking um <laughs> we're taking applications. Um <laughs> we're taking applications. Uh feel free to uh just drop by. Oh, I got- love, I love, I love how you say that, knowing full well that Tone would be the better pick, because no, no, he is no. my favorite oh, for the oh, nerds oh. of the round group. Wow, wow, wow! I need to listen to this law episode to make sure you're not fucking <laughs> blowing smoke up my ass and just first, saying that. First, first of all, I have to ask a question, and oh, I've man. asked Law a question. He went around. He, you know, he was like, he was all over the place. He didn't want to answer it. There are three co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Which one of you is the main co-host? Listen, before you answer, feel free. You, listen, it's okay. You're in a safe space. You don't have to be like, it's all three of us. It's all right. I'm going to ask Sebastian the same thing. Um, I'm not trying to start drama. Wink, wink. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Wait, wait. That's kind of crazy. Wait, wait. All right, okay, Rocket, on. keep going. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so which one? Which one is the... Uh... When you say co-host, all three of us are co-hosts. I'll give the political okay. answer there. However, okay. uh, because Nerds of the Round was Sebastian's baby, and we all kind of jumped in at certain points, different times, mm-hmm. and we were guest hosts of Nerds of the Round when he first started it with uh, Geeks Unlimited, I would say that because he's the founder of it. So I would say the main host. I mean, even when we do our lives, he's the first one that says, what's up? And he kind of had to give the announcements and stuff. And we each have our bits and pieces, but I, I'm not taking that away from the man. Like this was his thing, and I, we're, we're, we jumped on to help, and it's kind of metamorphosized into what it is today. But we wouldn't have nerds around as it, if it didn't start with Seabass. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay. Look at you with the politically correct answer. All right. I see, see you. See, I, I hit, see you. I, I threw out I a see hard. You. I threw out a hard hitting <laughs> question right there, and uh, it got answered. Yeah. Yeah. See? It was fastball down the middle, man. Like that was easy. Damn. He said your questions are easy. Oh, well, man. I mean, because I think about it, when there's co-hosts, like people might ask, like, who takes the lead, and even with G's for Geek, like. Me and Sean, it's like a baton. I feel like when it's a good chemistry between the co-hosts, it's always a baton. You know, there's there's episodes I come on and I, I I'm I'm here, but I don't have the energy. And it's like Sean has that energy, and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent that. Like so in the in the dynamics of the podcast, yes. 
you know, and I think if we were going to give it ourselves a title, sure, co-hosts, all three of us. Um, mm. But I think just because he's the brainchild of it, I can't not say that like he's like the original. Um, but to your point, uh, absolutely, we all pick up with each other, and it all starts mm. with the chemistry of who you are going to do your podcast with. We all have friends that we're really close with, but we're not going to do a committed uh, project with. You know, we, we love them and we have our things that we do with them, but like you find your squad to do your project with. And so I, I've been fortunate to know Law and see Bass and we've been doing this for so long and, and you guys have each other and, you know, and like you guys are like an old married couple, but like that's part of the charm of, of, your, of your group, of what you bring to the table, right? Yeah, so was, it I works. Was gonna say that. I was going to say that, that we get told that we're like an old married couple all the time. And um, sometimes, sometimes uh, I, get, I get scared of Sean. Sometimes he's a little, <laughs> you know, he hits the a little too much, and, and I'm scared. Um, so yeah. I have to watch what I say around him. I do. <laughs> I really do. You know, it's like a yeah. plea for help. So when you came on, you came on as a guest host. I think you you guest host several times on the show before you transitioned to a full time mm -hmm. um, co host. So what was that experience like? Like. You know, was it something like you were like, oh, this is cool and I'm committed to this? Or were you like, you know, I, I'm a little shy. I'm in, in, in a bubble. Like, so I would say I was, it was just kind of cool. So the extroverted side of me kind of developed in, I would say, college, right? So kind of being involved in Greek life and just having a big social life. And like, that was mm -hmm. all like new things for me because I came from an all boys high school and did all that. So college really kind of let me feel confident in my own skin. And so that's all kind of just cascaded down to where I'm at now. So when CBS asked me to jump on to be a co-host, uh, it really, not like a guest host, it really wasn't, it wasn't hard. I was like, I was nervous in the fact that I don't want to mess up his show, but I felt comfortable enough to speak with him. And I think the first show I did was with, with, with Alex Sapunzi. So like, and kind of breaking into the industry. So it was like having a conversation with two people and because I'm not an artist in the ways that they are artists, it felt like just easy way for me to be the eyes of the audience and just ask right. questions that I need. I would like to know the answers to. And it was just kind of, it was just a lot of fun. We're just having a conversation with friends and, and it's just very comfortable. Well, what I realized, cause I ended up binge watching quite a few episodes <sighs> to learn as much. Wait, stop. Wow. Like why, why Sean? What was the, what was that for? Right. If you're going to have a person on, you should spend time to learn that person. Walking yeah, but in. you're you're just showing off now because we we listen to the episodes <laughs> regularly. Yeah, like on I, a regular I, basis. Yeah, listen, you guys no you guys jump on in our in our live shows. You know, you guys are giving commentary. Look, look, the way I look at it is Geektopians. Let's have a creep moment real quick. Oh my the god! Best, the best way to learn about somebody: watch them, their every move, learn their shoe size, clothes size, then slowly <laughs> become them. You know, sure. I mean, I deep dive. I deep dive as well with our guests, but uh, I wouldn't put it that way. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't talk about their <laughs> shoe size like that. Well, I so watching watching episodes, I realize you are an ultimate moderator. How so? You really are because, and at first, in in, in the very early episodes, I noticed like you really didn't say much. Unless mm -hmm. you were moderating, unless you were asking questions, and I think more when you got got more into like the creative series or, or even like the recap series, that's when your voice really came out. And guys, 
if you're watching Nerds of the Round, I would say one of the most passionate co-hosts on the show would be you. Because you really go into depth, whether if it's fan theory, whether if it's uh, a recap on an episode. So you're kind of like, you're like an awesome moderator, but you're also like, hey, facts. Like you bring facts to the table, <laughs> you know? Yes. No, I, I definitely do do that. Uh, when I am pa- when I am passionate, I am passionate. Mm-hmm. But when I am, I don't care, I am really i don't care no really isn't much for me to to provide i think for and that's really for the live shows when we like recap like a movie or something with marvel or something we're watching or anything like that like i think that's kind of where it comes and goes and i kind of do my little bits of research or i'm watching other youtubers because there are Mm -hmm. people who are way smarter than me that are finding nuggets that i just just miss when i watch stuff sometimes i just do but when it um when we speak with people when we're doing the interviews that was definitely a learning process for me just the the idea of work of interviewing people and asking the right questions and finding your cadence and finding that chemistry that was just a muscle that we kept working so i'm sure as you listen to the older creator series episodes to the newer ones they we feel that they progressively have gotten better in the way we we work with the with the guests and i I try my best to we try our best as a whole like we have a laundry list of questions but if we don't get through all of them we don't get through all of them we try to make sure we've got the questions to keep the conversation going in case it stalls or if the person you're talking with is more of an introvert and you really got to pull some good nuggets out of them. Um, but I, I like to either have something in the back of my mind from research to bring up okay. or go based off what they're saying and form a question that way. And I think that's been the that's been a skill that I kind of just was able to work out by doing this. So. I, I do I do get that in regards to like earlier on I didn't say much because it's definitely true there were some episodes where I didn't say crap I was just like I don't know what to say I don't know when to jump in I don't know if this this question's kind of like silly or ridiculous or maybe just not coming in from the right perspective and now it's it's very it's very much second nature to me. Well, I think that's, that's a <clears throat> oh, take it, Sean. No, no, I'm saying I think that's very good because you you actually learned the pattern over the t- over time as opposed to just diving deep into it you know just diving into the deep end you took your time and that's what that's probably why now you're like the moderator compared to the other two you know but you also provide your most in- i think i think and which is why you're my favorite you provide a lot of the most informed opinions right and the most the most outlandish theories because they're based in thought you know yes yeah, sebastian's based on history Right. And comic book history and everything like that. But for um, but for you, you're like you really have like put thought into what you what you have said and what you're thinking about, mm. you know, and you, every everything you say comes with a purpose. Mm. Well, thank you. I appreciate I think we that. Should, we, <laughs> we should call you the more calculated one, the assassin. That uh, that makes yeah. sense. There you go. Well, there you go. I calculate. I don't know about assassin, but calculate. I try to make sure that my. Uh, so. My my tone soapbox moments are are filled with. Well, I already told you. You knowledge. have the buddy. You have the buddy cop look. You have the you had the buddy cop <laughs> mustache, the glasses, the hat. Like you were at the range. I'm saying, like you, that's why I say you, you're the you're the the stealthy one. You know, <laughs> the, the calculated one. You know. All right. All right. So that's we're funny. gonna. So you are the first guest that we've had on who is a father. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. So 
a question that we always have, and I think this is something that even <clears throat> with the friends that we have who are our parents, we tend to ask this. There was a time growing up that being a nerd and a geek for our our parents, it wasn't really a thing. You know, um, there was this this cloud of you need to fit into what is considered society norms. And I guess being a nerd or a geek was outside of society norms and people just kind of treat it. Now that you are a parent and you're an avid fan, and it's it's safe to call you a geek or a nerd. Is is that safe? Just wanted to, just yeah, just, no, absolutely. Yeah, keep going. Well, I mean, you do go by nerds at the, of the geek, random, so. nerd, dork. I so. mean, people used it back then as like a as a thing. I'm like, you wear it on your sleeve. I mean, with all the crap that we're all into, I mean, how can you not? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back to that. But keep going. As, <laughs> as a as a parent, when you look at your kids, how do you how do you how do you share your experience with them? I'm going to so, how do you share? Yeah, no. So just to give a little bit of backstory, um, I've been, I was fortunate enough that all of my stuff that I was introduced to came from my father. Okay. So my dad was into comics, was into video games. He was into anime. And like, he was the one bringing that stuff home. Um, I know I knew people who were into it, but their parents weren't. So, I was, you know, I just had, I had privilege, I had that privilege that my, met my parents were, you know, able to take care of us and to take care of me and able to bring stuff home. My dad was able to buy all the systems, all this other stuff. Like I had all that stuff. Okay. Um, but that's just because it was his passion too. So he, he's buying it for himself and just sharing it with me, right? Like I've got memories of the man having a uh, fighting joystick for the Super Nintendo double-sided sticky tape to the coffee table. Attached oh, wow. to playing Street oh, Fighter 2 Turbo. Damn. And my mom would get super pissed because that stuff, the sticky tape, the double-sided sticky tape back in like the 90s was really good and would stick to the wood and the glass. Like that was always a thing. Um, so all that stuff kind of came from from him and I kind of just took that upon myself. So all, all those, everything, like he went to Chinatown and got anime VHSs. I was watching Dragon Ball Z in kindergarten before it even came to the States. Uh-huh. So like all that, I, I had all of that. So Moving forward now with my son and my daughter, I want, I just I kind of just brought them in by just putting the stuff on, okay? Because it's so accessible at this point. Like there really isn't. Uh, it's so easy to watch. Back then, you know, you had to catch it on the right channel. You had to have the VHS or the or the just have it at home. And now you we had have to go all, to Chinatown. Yeah, or go to Blockbuster or something. But now we've got Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, Disney Plus, everything, everything that we watched as kids, and everything that's being created now. Uh, they can just consume it, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, my my son, my my kids are really into the Mandalorian. Uh, like they really got into it in season two. And my daughter likes Baby Yoda, and he likes the Mandalorian. They really love their DC and Marvel characters. My daughter loves Wonder Woman. Uh, my son loves Spider Man, and so it's just been it's been great. I've just been able to share that share that stuff with him. I watch what if with my son, he's seven. He's kind of been like, why is all this stuff happening? But I'm like, yeah, it's another, it's another universe. But so it's just been, it's been a really fun time to share that with them. Um, I had a moment when, so during the summertime, cause now we're in school. So they had their little fire tablets and it was like, all right, it's time to go to bed. And they were just watching stuff upstairs. And we're like, I'm, I'm like, my daughter comes out. She's like, she wants to go to bed. And, 
my son is just not responding to anything. So I'm like hollering from downstairs, like, dude, you got to turn this tablet off. You got to go to bed. And I'm like thinking, what the hell is going on? Does he not hear me? Is he deaf? So I'm storing upstairs, like already dad mad, going up the stairs, like this boy better listen. And then I, and then as I'm going up, I'm hearing familiar audio. I'm like, what's he watching? And he, homeboy was watching uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith on Disney Plus, and it's the scene when Emperor Palpatine is telling Vader that he, in his anger, he killed mm. Padme. And I'm like, and he passed out. So he's passed out on his bed with the tablet there, playing it, and all my dad anger just flew out of me, and I was just like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud <laughs> of my boy right now. Like he's he's just falling asleep to Star Wars on the tablet. I can relate to that. Like. I, you even know. he didn't. Even he didn't think that third movie was great. Was, um, but was, was there was there a part of you that was like, I should wake him up? He's making he's missing a really good scene right now. I mean, I my, I mean, of all of the prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Um, I mean, there isn't isn't a lot to pick from because because mm. there isn't. But I do I do have a soft spot for Revenge of the Sith because I can always tend to, I can always watch it. Um, so now, yeah. So now I have to ask this question: If you haven't done it, right? Have you convinced your wife? to do a family cosplay. And if you haven't done it, what would you do a family cosplay? So it's, so I wouldn't say cosplay just because we don't go to like conventions and stuff, but we tend to do this stuff for Halloween. So we okay. try to do oh, stuff okay. in theme for Halloween. So we've done like Toy Story where I was old prospector. My wife was Bullseye. My son was Woody and my daughter was Jesse. And then I think two years ago, like right before the pandemic hit, we went to the Museum of Natural History and he was Buzz Lightyear and she was uh, Bo Peep. And then we were a uh, ducky and bunny from Toy Story okay. 4. So oh, like we, okay. Yeah. So like we try to do stuff with them as a group. I think this past Halloween, um, we all got into like Winnie the Pooh onesies and we were just walking around our neighborhood. We went to like Seabass House and stuff. So that's, so we try to do the Halloween stuff together as a family and kind of figure out what the theme that they want to do. And we'll, we'll do it okay. that way. Um, the whole convention scene is just it's a it's a it's a lot um okay. it's not really my it's not really my wife's thing which is fine um okay. you know maybe later on when things kind of get back to normal right i don't know yeah, yeah. then maybe i can i can take him to a convention he wants to dress up well i'm totally game to dress up have him dress up my daughter dress up like they do okay. dress up stuff they've got all the, the toys and the accessories so um i think batman is one he wants me to do i think he wants me to be the joker i was the joker a couple years ago before kids mm -hmm. When my wife and I went down to uh, went downtown for like the Halloween parade back when they used to do when they would do that, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely something we 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 can do. It's just it it tends to be during Halloween just because okay. it's the season. That's fine. Hey, listen, family time is still family time, no matter what. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I'm I get proud when I see little Sean's li eyes light up, and um, <clears throat> he's like Charles. Uh, I'm ready. Like I listen because we're going to NYCC. Uh, variant Loki Sean needs to come. We no. we need to. I thought that, that was happen. happening. I thought that was no. happening. I, I I thought it was happening too. Based on yeah. uh, he told I will me speak louder. That is not happening. <laughs> I barely cosplay. <laughs> he, he Let alone having a Halloween costume of Loki on. For a whole day. That's a hot costume. Oh, and not hot on. in the good way. Right. And then recording as well. <laughs> well, oh, N NYCC is during October. So we'll be in a fair weather time, you know. What uh, uh, What day of the week is that? I mean, not day of the week. What, what's the, what, what are the numbers? The 9th Jesus. through the 11th. I think it's the 8th <laughs> through the 11th, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, okay, yeah, because I'm going to be in the city on the 12th. Oh, right after. Right after. I have a work thing, so I'm going to be up in New York. Yeah. We will be there. You're gonna Saturday. see all the drunk. You're gonna just see all the drunk cosplayers just recovering. Maybe awesome, because that's a, that's supposed to be a holiday. So we call yeah. that awesomeness. That's what we call that. Awesome. Yeah, you, you guys. Um, you guys have a booth. You guys are just going as participants and just going uh, around this camera stuff. It's gonna be. I think this is the first con we'll be doing. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Geektopians presents Quickotopians, and this is the first con that we're actually gonna be doing. Um, yeah. So. And I, I I look forward to it in the sense of us trying to figure out this new sense of normal. What is this new sense of normal? Um, just hoping that the de- the Delta variant doesn't get far worse. But you know, and just trusting the Javits Center and their safety precautions and that whatever you know. I mean, I went to a wrestling show very recently at Madison Square Garden, and they were very uh very meticulous with the uh, vaccination stuff. So maybe yeah, Javits that, will be the that, same uh, way. That fine isn't looking good like when it comes to Yo! going into people's pockets like even even with you know i know i know we, we try to stray away from certain topics but just when you mess with the pockets people would yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, i rather mess with the, as, <laughs> yeah. as they say you mess with the bag you ain't coming back you ain't coming back yeah. alive like yeah well one of the things i do think about that i think it's, it's safe for us to talk about on a show because it's not really politics it does deal with COVID. is i do think about how COVID definitely interfered with indie creators. And and I know you have a lot of indie creator friends and, and that conversation has been like an ongoing conversation where, you know, a lot of people transition, even with, um, with Nerds of the Round, you guys went from being in person to, I think the first video that I saw recently um, and just recapping that you guys actually did a, a actual video online was you was kind of at this peak of COVID, um and you guys did it's called um oh geez it's called like it's like safety like the word is on the tip of my tongue i can't even remember um but it's like six feet apart or something like that yeah, it's the yeah first, yes yes is it, it's, it's you got it's you law <laughs> and sebastian speaking about like the early experiences of COVID, and I know like everybody has their their story now like everybody has like what they remember out of 2021 but as far as like being creative like that's that's so interesting that a lot of growth came from hey you know we can't do cons anymore how do we promote our work and shifting over to a new medium of content creating which is kind of like what we're doing right now you know we can't be in person all the time so we're now doing like pre-recorded but we're using stuff like um zoom and Streamyard and so forth yeah no it, it it was definitely a transition it was just kind of it's crazy to see what some of our indie creator folks have you know had to do like you're really like people are hustling because the whole mm-hmm. the whole game in artist alley is a hustle like you're there like you're trying to pull people to come to your booth and to and to buy your stuff especially if you're trying to stay away because i know like a lot of folks that we've spoken to don't like to do the fan art stuff they really just want to push their own original pieces and and that in itself is like you got to get the person drawn in and you got to have the really good pitch to share what you're trying to create so that person's like you know what yeah i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna take that i'm gonna roll these dice with you i'm gonna buy your book i'm gonna read it and you get you get yourself you get yourself a fan and those connections those you know having that at the con is is it it's irreplaceable digital i can't like 
we we did MBANCON, you guys were part, you guys were there, and we we do the virtual cons and we do all that, but we know running MBANCON, like it's not the same. So what mm-hmm. can we do to provide you a similar or some kind of experience, you know, which is why we talked about like the pricing for tables isn't as it, it wasn't like crazy where some cons are doing like charging an arm and a leg for a virtual table, but there is no blueprint for success. At the end of the day, people are gonna buy mm-hmm. what they want to buy, but you the organization, the establishment that's working with you also needs to do their part to make sure you're being, you're being seen. So, you know, working, talking with a lot of folks and figuring out how to transition into this COVID world has been very, very eye opening. And, and you're seeing a lot of people are still hustling. People, people are still getting their Kickstarters done and funded mm-hmm. and they're, they are not in person. It just has to do with, you know, those grassroots, uh, those grassroots hustlers, man, like everyone spoken to who's had a Kickstarter get funded. It's because they are out there, promoting, going on social media, going on different shows and doing the work. Uh, it's not just an overnight success thing. It's, it's just work. And, and I think that's, that's really like, that's just beyond amazing. Uh, I think it shows like the fans are there, you know, the fans are there. People want content. People miss cons, but I think people also miss the artists as well. And it's about just doing the work. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got on that. That's that's all. That's all I really got on that. Uh, hold, hold on, guys. The kids are coming. Uh, hold on. We, <laughs> nice. Oh, it's that it's that daddy like. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, hold on, we, guys. We understand. So, Sean. Yes. Well, I guess we can do a, a small interlude here. Uh, oh well, actually, let's recap. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning in, uh, whether on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, you're listening to the G's for Geek podcast. Um, we are joined with Tone, uh, one of three co-hosts of the Nerds of the Round podcast. Um, right now, he is handling some daddy business. Well, you know, as the dad of the group, he has to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this episode is brought to you by the Pastor Rich Radio Williams audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever felt down? You ever felt alone? You ever felt the need to grow and feel strength spiritually? Then pick up your copy of Pastor Williams' Psalms of Geekdom. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is two solid hours of Pastor Radio Williams giving his impassioned words about geekdom, about nerddom, and even about dorkdom, so as it we, relates to us, the are, are we gonna are we gonna start doing skits of uh of us doing like nerd church? You started this. Like you started this with me doing the speedos. jeez. Oh, so now I, we're I, just gonna go back and forth and I, just do promos that's, about that's random fine. stuff. That is that is that is perfectly fine. Uh, I will tag on to this, ladies and gentlemen. If you. <laughs> In these two hours, um, you will have sermons such as um, in the name of Goku, uh, the Almighty. You will have uh, You Can Do It Too, um, the Ark of Naruto Uzumaki. Um, You will have uh, uh, With the Power of Friendship. Which is which is definitely a strong thing because the power of friendship solves everything. All right. <laughs> it solves everything. There is not an anime that that the power of friendship does not solve everything. 
I really want to find an anime that is so dark that the power of friendship, it's there, but it constantly gets sped upon. Just constantly. Just and and no matter what, like I, I this hey, anime. Kids, if you're mm-hmm. out there and you know an anime in which friendship actually leads to more problems instead of solving them, let us know. Well, like there's there's those animes where it's like uh the single guy who's surrounded by like seven beautiful young women, and each woman that he's in each girl that he encounters, he comes with different problems, right? And he ends up befriending them while also falling that, in love. Isn't that the premise of Tenchi Moyo? Yeah, yeah, I, it kind of <laughs> is. Um, like that literally is like the is premise it? of Tenchi Moyo. Uh, is it called To Love? There's one uh, that that's about El- uh, the the girl is an alien uh, who who ends up in this guy's life. But yeah, like. Even, Bleach isn't even like that. Naruto's not like that. No, um, Bleach is definitely one of those power of friendship type shows. Because um, you got everybody, including the Hispanic Japanese guy, that miraculously gets his powers from the Hueco Mundo. Because, you know, Spanish. What, what you just missed out on, Tone, is <laughs> somehow it shifted from Sean doing a promo for the new Revan. Uh, Charlie Reverend uh, Williams, Char- Reverend the Reverend. Oh, I'm sorry, Charlie, you, Pastor you go ahead. Charlie Radio Williams's Psalms of Geekdom. It's mm. a two-hour audio book filled with some of the greatest and most powerful words mm. ever said from Pastor Williams, yeah. including the word of Goku. And mm. apparently, he goes on a nice little piece about the power of friendship because yeah. apparently, in anime, power of friendship solves all problems. Everything. <laughs> It does. Unfortunately, it does. It does. And which I asked, I'm like, maybe you might know. Is there an anime where the power of friendship led to more problems instead of solving them? I mean, it really depends on the themes of the anime. So a lot of those shonen animes, uh, animes are very much big on the whole uh, friendship. Uh, you know, maybe Attack on Titan. Maybe. Because how it, well, it kind maybe of, because they became friends with Bert Lode and yeah, who, but with them but and in Reiner. Cases, in certain case, like say for example, Misaka, like that is devotion times like a thousand. Oh yeah, but that's biological. Like there's a whole there's a whole <laughs> like thing for that. But when you look oh, at yeah. the, with the Marleans, where like their friendship brought them closer and disarmed them until the betrayal hmm. happens. Uh, okay, I can see that. Okay, okay. Yeah, the power yeah. of friendship. Yeah, except yeah. for Reiner, who yeah, goes through a whole crisis later Listen, on. Listen, we don't talk yeah. about that. We don't talk about Levi and his indestructible ass. Okay, because <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> seems to survive everything. Oh, yeah, there goes the there goes the first <laughs> f bomb. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, those Ackerman genes, man. Like they just they're they're there's something else in the Attack on Titan world. <laughs> Oh, sorry about using the f bomb. I know we try to keep it. I oh, no, apologize. Uh, I think the Geetopians already know which one of us is the more uh, calm, relaxed, and you know, peaceful one. It's me, the civil one. It's me, yeah, the, the civil c- one. Really? Yeah. You see how you're getting all <laughs> crazy? <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm. Oh, I'm the man. more. Um, really? I'm the one. <laughs> and he's out of hand, and we got to get rid of him. You man, see, ladies and gentlemen, this you really, is... you really be controlling the hand of God with that stuff, Ooh, man. You just I be know. taking the, him. It's like, 
<laughs> so, oh, so I let me admit this now. So Geektopians, you can't see this uh, unless you're watching the YouTube, but on StreamYard, I'll send uh, Sean Luke to the green room, and he's back. And there he goes. There he goes. I don't. I don't get you sometimes. Ooh. Like, Look, I try to behave. I was. You know what? This brings a very interesting segue. Power friendship. And he's back. Yo, what the hell, man? You just be just. I'm just glad the people listening. I'm glad the people listening to this on Google, Stitcher, Spotify are now looking at the gestures that I am doing to you right now. Well, I like to think that people who are watching this on YouTube are like, you know what, Charlie? At first, we thought you were being mean, but we get it. Sean Luke is. He's a terrible person. He's a horrible person. Wow. So wow. Um, so is this why you aren't giving him the reins to StreamYard? Because all three of us have reins to StreamYard and can pull and push whoever we want. Yeah, but you Law, guys actually Law. respect each other enough Law. not to do that. Law told me that. Law was like, yeah, do you... Uh, listen, um, I'll answer your question, Tom. Before <laughs> we, we move on. We move on to our, our next segment. Okay. All right. So it's, it's not that I don't respect Sean. I, I have a lot of respect now. You know, it's just behind the scenes. He Sean is a diva behind the scenes, and this is this one is me being completely serious. Whether if we're filming, whether if we're writing, he is a diva. All right, uh, almost like a Stanley Kubrick to an extent. Almost like he's just like what are all those facial expressions for? We had the man live in Seabass's house, and it was fine. Yeah, oh, I was very know. humble respectful actually provided information to the conversation and it's, not just talk about so, himself so I, what I sucks watched. is that we had sean luke like like sean was like the last person we had on before we were like and we're done with in-persons and like it was when covid <laughs> was really like really avalanche uh, like, i'm sorry i'm sorry and, to have cursed y'all no, no no it's fine but it's just funny because like i didn't we didn't know sean so like sean came in and like i shook his hand because like i'm gonna shake the man's hand but then i held my hand out like this and then i made a beeline to the bathroom and i was like shh what he said. I feel like that every time I'm around him, too. It's okay. and then, uh, yeah, and but that was like, before COVID. You felt like that. So well, here's, here's what I will say because I watched those episodes and I was upset. All right. Geetopians, if you don't want to talk about, hop over uh, to the Nerds and Round. You can pause this real quick. We don't mind. Hop over to Nerds and Round and watch the episode, the creative series with Sean Luke. And he's also on a, on a part two of that as well. I wrote a whole list of, Sean, of things that Sean could say. And Sean threw it back in my face and was like, I'm not doing this shit, all right? This is my show. It's my opportunity to stand alone. And he just went on it. He went on his um, own tirade. And excuse me. I and gave praise to you. I gave praise to Jesse. I believe I gave praise to Hannibal as well. Okay? Um, I gave praise to the team of SketchFed Studios for providing me. You see, always making it about himself. <laughs> always. Always just going on these rants about what he does oh, and what he doesn't do. And it's, it's just, okay, he's back. You're really wielding that power, man. Oh, he's <laughs> got that power. Like, heaven forbid I get that. Like, yeah. but you know see, the here's the difference. About it is, the worst part about it is I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, you would. You would do it constantly. You would do I it would respect. I would no. respect your authority. Your level of petty would do it just... If I said the word the, you'd be like, oh, green room. If I said yes, green room. If I said, Sean, you look nice there, you'd be like, green room. You would do it just because you have the power. I don't do it because I have the power. I do it because one of us needs to, like, moderate the conversation. Keep things Dude, peaceful. Been That's a nice way of saying I do it because I can. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that is like the ultimate way of saying that. Like it is. Uh, Sean, do you have the questions up on your end? <clears throat> so it, it, let's go into a little segue here, actually. So once again, we talked about Con, but one thing we didn't talk about yet was that you were actually a host for a couple of panels. Mm-hmm. So obviously we were in one of the panels and you I think you did an amazing job. How did it feel to be just like a moderator literally for a group and not be with your co-host, like literally just manning it on your own and managing so many people at one time? It was it was fun. I, I'll be honest. It was fun. It was it was a little different. You know, when we did the show last year, the, the cadence was the three of us were moderating one panel at a time and it felt very we didn't feel as connected because there's a difference when the three of us are doing an interview with someone there's a back and forth we can do a back and forth even if it's four people here the mo- the panel we want to one of the things i don't like about some of the comic-con panels is that you'll have a you'll have a crap ton of guests but you'll mostly hear from four or five of them and then you get the other auxiliary players You'll hear them in more of like the fan questions. Like they'll get a question here and there, but it's really like the main people, right? Um, And so for us, we want to make sure like we'll give questions and we write all the questions out and we're giving all the questions. We're giving everyone opportunity to answer those things. And it just kind of does a round robin of us uh, answering the question, maybe doing a little bit of feedback back and forth. And it just felt like we weren't able to participate because if Seabass is asking a question, then me and Law are just like looking and kind of nodding and it, it will kind of go around in a circle. So this time around, also just to make our lives a little bit easier, we decided to break it up. And Seabass uh, picked some really good panels for each of us to moderate based off our strengths. So I did the marketing and I did the getting into podcasting panel. And it was cool. I got to build up my own questions and I kind of knew, I knew everybody essentially. And I built it out in a way that I wanted to have questions that everyone can answer. But I also wanted to have questions that are specific to the people like the specific guests so we can get right. some get some really good information from them like um, on what they on what they do and i really it was really good to do that for the marketing panel because each of the people we had on with wayward raven and tom aglio we were supposed mm-hmm. to have some other folks on but we they weren't able to join us um they use different forms social medias and different things and you really can't get that unless like you cater a question to them specifically and i think as okay. long you know so it was fun to do that, and I had a lot of fun. I, I felt like it was a really good conversation. We got some really good nuggets. We were able to squeeze some good information out there, and even on the in the podcasting one too, we we just had a lot, we had a lot of fun. I had a feeling it was just going to be like a shoot the shit sort of situation with us and catch the craze and Leslie and all that, but it was still it was still a good time. We had fun, and we'll see I what mean, happens. I learned. I actually learned a lot. Like if you look at the at the mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the panel you know, that is literally on live right now on Imbion's uh, YouTube channel. Um, you can literally see me writing the notes, you know, as I'm learning and listening to Leslie and Catch the Craze about the questions that you were asking, you know, because these were very poignant questions. And I'm happy, you know, one, I'm happy none of us threw the F-bomb that entire episode. I know. Right? <laughs> it was like a miracle. And two, um, I like the, the questions that you had because even though they sounded similar, they were vastly, actually vastly different, you know, because each aspect of podcasting, in our case, each aspect of podcasting has its own, you know, branch, if you will, its own multiverse as we go with the with the What If and Loki series uh, when it comes to, like, furthering the future of what you want to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, you know, so, like, it was one of those things where you want to ask the generic questions that mm-hmm. everyone's always going to ask you. But what's... How do you 
how do you like finalize it? What's yeah. the thing that we can get that each each because I knew each of your podcasts were vastly different. Uh, Cast Craze is different from you guys from what Leslie's doing. Like just they're all vastly different. But if you just go off with, you know, tell us about a podcasting. Odds are you we have so many people, maybe like five people on there. Mm-hmm. You may get similar answers, or you'll get the patented. Oh man, I don't really have much to add on to there, so I'm just gonna piggyback off of what so and so said, but not piggyback right. in a way of contributing and adding more. But because that person said answered the question really good, and so you really have nothing to dare, and that there's nothing to bring it back to your original IP because, like you said, there's so many podcasts. Everyone has a, everyone has a podcast. Yeah, like you know, everybody does. So like, what mm-hmm. makes yours unique? So that's why I really want to focus in on like who's your target that you're trying to hit and like. What are you trying to do there? So, and then, and then, and that's why I had that final question too of like, aside from commitment, what else would you recommend? Cause we've asked that before and you'll get commitment times three. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll, it's just, you gotta it's, stay committed. You gotta yeah. make sure you drive the drive, you know, and I'm <clears> happy for that because each one of us, every single one of us had something similar. Like we all expanded upon, but had something different to say. Yeah. You know? um, I just want to add in there because me and Sean were talking about this afterwards. We were having a little meeting. It was like, yeah, you know, we didn't go wild on this episode. Like we, nah. and even when, even you were like, hey, you kind of set the tone. You're like, here's the question. Like you was like, you guys can go wild. Just remember, we have a time frame. And the whole entire time, I was like, don't say anything crazy, Charles. Don't say anything wild. All right, keep it tame. Keep it tame. So I, I just remember that. That was very important. No, it was a good time. I mean, the whole point was for, you know, people who were trying to get into podcasting, that's who was listening in, just to get some really good knowledge from people who are podcasting and doing the whole grassroots type of sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole point is like, what are some key things that we all can, we can all can work on? Commitment is one. Having solid audio is another. Like there are some key things that we could all do, you know, not, you don't have to worry about spending a crap ton of money, but just putting little bits of investment here and there and then making sure you're you're podcasting about something that you care about. Because if you're just podcasting to podcast about something just to see if it'll go somewhere, you don't know. But if it's about a topic that you're really passionate about, that you really love, and you have your own voice, and you've got your own personality, I mean, hell, that's why people watch Twitch streams. It's either A, you're really good at the game, and people want to watch you just boss the game, or two, you have a fantastic personality, and people have a really good time hanging out with you, and you're just playing the game. And I think, you know... I'm sure there's other spectrums in there too, but like that that's what I tend to see when it comes to uh, content creators on Twitch. It's like either they're kicking ass or you're just there for fun. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, Mr. Radio? I, Geektopians, because we have the tone on, we're going to play a game tonight. This game is called Who Knows Tone from Across the Hall, The Best. Tone versus Sean Lee. I'm going to ask three questions. Is this payback for uh, yes. no, what, against what, livers? How's this payback? I, I will. I will vehemently say yes. Um, <laughs> yes, revenge. For those who don't know, this man beat me in a contest, in a drinking contest, right? To which poor Charlie Williams over there, right, was like hunched up, done, mm-hmm. and like dying because I failed. To answer simple Star Wars questions in time. No, and Sean. of course, I didn't know that much about Game of Thrones, so he kind of wrecked me on no, that one. No, Sean. As much as we give uh, the nerds of the round a lot of credit, they cheated. Um, <laughs> they were what? cheaters. They what? they had the questions, but tonight we oh we will not God. cheat. 
<laughs> we are we are honest to good folk. Really, you binge watched episodes that I've had and, for about a year and a half that and, I have not watched. Well, you expert, you were there, you were there, you were there, right? So, the first question for tonight. Uh oh. Uh, okay. So, first question is on Nerds of the Round, episode Nerds Avengers, Infinity Talk. Who did Tone once think was going to die in Infinity Wars? A. Iron Man. B. Vision. C. Captain America. The first one answers uh, gets the point. Captain, Captain America. America. Uh, that was Sean. Sean uh, got but that was answer. both of them. You know what? Yeah, this, Sean, this is rigged. This is rigged. Sean got that this answer. Uh, that's this what I heard rigged. there. This is rigged. Um, why did you think Captain America? Uh, I so everyone knew that uh, Steve Rogers that that Chris Evans was mm-hmm. done with the contract. So like essentially, my when you talk about like coming with facts, the idea is well, we all know Chris Evans has consistently said that this is going to be his last like hurrah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I figured, well, what are we going to do? I mean, like, there's storybook lines of Cap being killed and all this stuff, and it makes sense that he's the hero, and he would give... He's the person that would give himself up to protect the universe. Um, and this is Infinity War or Endgame? Uh, this was Infinity War. So, and then Infinity War, you kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen at the end. Like, I didn't know if they were really going to do the snap. Like, we all wanted the snap, but we didn't know if they had the balls to do the snap. So... Oh, they, they, they... <laughs> Now we know better. Now we know better, right? But when it happened, I was like, oh. and so that's why I was like, oh, Cap. I, I would say Cap, like, because I, I would never have thought Tony was in Dying Endgame. It was always going to be. I was thinking just Cap because of what Chris Evans, and it just made sense for him to sacrifice himself. But instead, they gave him that happy ending that ultimately he deserved. So, yeah. but that's why I said with uh, I was with I was with Cap. A Vision was a good one, just because. The Mind Stone had to come eventually. And, yeah, I, and, I, you know. I knew Vision was not going to make it. So yeah. Vision was a throw-in answer. That wasn't even on the list. <clears throat> that, so that was a throw-in. So I'll give you that one. All right, but Sean still has the point. Whatever. Okay, so the next question. <laughs> the next question, right? In the episode, how we got into comics during a segment of, of Poops and Giggles, Tone asked the question, is there a time that you... Is there a time you fanboy at a con to the point of embarrassment? If not, who would it be? Tone answer was A, Joe Madera, B, Greg Capullo, C, no one. <laughs> no no one. one. Oh, okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I, I heard your voice. I said it I'll first. Give I'll give you that one. All right. You should have said an actor because I wouldn't fanboy over artists and writers. I loved I loved some of their work, but like it's just it's just not my. It's Who just would fun. you fanboy over? In general, um, yeah. James Earl Jones and uh, Mark Hamill, definitely. Because okay. James Earl Jones, know, is, like he's me, the, the voice me, of Mufasa and Darth Vader. Like I, I don't like, I, I, and I say this, I don't know if I would like get the giggles or whatever, but I would be like, if there was an opportunity to meet him, shake his hand, take a picture, I I would do it. Like I would be like, I want to do this. Um, and now I just want to meet Josh Brolin so he can sign the Infinity Gauntlet because I have, uh, you know, I have. Um, uh, oh my goodness, I'm, his name is 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 uh, slipping my mind. The creator of Thanos, Jim Starlin. Oh. I, I met him and he signed the glove. So I want, I would want uh, Josh Brolin to do it too. And nice. you, Sean? Me? Um, <clears throat> um, so I'm not me. I'm not big on fanboying at all. 
like I'd be a little struck, but I'd, I'd literally, you know, come back to earth and be like, okay, you know, they are human beings. And I guess that's from like, for me always, it's just always that thing where it's like, they're human beings first, they're celebrities second. Right. But you know, the only person I would have ever have actually fanboyed, rest in peace, would have been Eddie Guerrero, which is the person that inspired me, you know, for wrestling, inspired my gimmick, inspired my my um my name actually for the wrestling and for here. You know, Eddie Guerrero would have been that one person would have been like, Oh my god, I just need to like I need to talk to you, have a picture with you, you know, conversate, have a drink. Like I just need to learn what you what you what's in your head. Okay. Yeah, um, like I, I, my thing would be like I would want to you know go out with this person. Like who would I want to go out with? That's a different story. So like if oh, I yeah. had to pick an Avenger to go out with, I'd be like ah eh, Jeremy Renner. I think I can have a good time with Jeremy with Jeremy Renner. I honestly would pick Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo would be good too. I'm my my person is not <clears> even <throat> in the Marvel pick. Uh, okay, and I, since you brought up a second question there, so a person that I would geek out over, uh, Edward James, uh, almost. Uh, who played Captain Adama from Battlestar Galactica? Like, I think if I was at a con and I saw him, I would, I would just. Isn't he there just, like all the time though? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, the person like, that I would like I would, JDF. He's <laughs> always there. He's always there. Uh, JDF always there. Always uh, there. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno is always there. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno is <laughs> always there. Uh, the person what? I would geek out with, but want to have lunch with, Avery Brooks. Mm. Um, Commander Cisco. Yeah, Captain, Captain, Captain Cisco. Cisco. I would want to have Put respect on his name. Yeah. yeah. So I would yeah. want to sit at. I would want to sit at that table with all three. With all four captains, five, four. Yes, five, there's four. technically now. There's six. Who? Oh, um, because you have you have okay. You have Picard, Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, Cisco. Janeway. Now you have Pike. Uh, you forgot. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the captain's name for Discovery. Besides uh, Enterprise, you you totally skip Enterprise. Yeah, everyone skips Enterprise. I love. Um, I loved Enterprise. I love. <laughs> I, I loved Enterprise. It's, Yo, it's everybody, including its own show, skipped Enterprise okay. with Scott Bakula's character. You know. You know. It's cool that we just kind of segue into the third question. Uh, nice. by, by doing this. Okay. So the I don't have question. a Star Trek fandom, but okay, let's see. No. Tone is, uh, after asking this question and uh, to one of your co-hosts, Tone is known <laughs> to say the following on almost every show. A, how incredible is, how incredible Castlevania was. B, Berserker getting a proper adaptation from Powerhouse. B. And, and C, we don't need to talk about the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's all of the above. It's, no, it's 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 B and C. It's Actually, B and C. Is, is it a trick question? It is all of the above. It is D, all of the above. You didn't let me finish the question. Okay. You didn't let I, me finish. I, first, of all, first of all, I am not always <laughs> saying Castlevania is an awesome show. I love Castlevania, <laughs> but I am not always saying it. Berserk, I have a fucking soapbox, and, and, and we do not talk about the last season of Game of Thrones. So, so you know what's funny? That and and I asked Law that last question, and Law gave me those three, and he literally was like, "Yeah, he has a soapbox for that one." So, <laughs> so, but um, this was a good game, Sean. You got two out of three. Uh, it was bullshit, but okay. Uh, yeah, you got, you got you got one. Fair uh, and square, baby. This, one fair this, and square. This was amazing. Four. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I had more questions and I, I just don't. I think this was a great segment and um you're all you're all great winners in your own rights. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank right. you. Great appreciate winners. it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is approaching that one hour mark. Um before yeah, apparently, we... apparently he has to go Betty bye. Yes. You? I don't have to. First of all, we did like an hour and 45 minutes. I think it was like an hour and 15 minutes with, with Law. Like, 50. You know, I'm a, I'm a, hour and 50. I'm a grown man, you know. No. Also, technically, I had to go upstairs. So, like, yeah, I didn't see? get a full hour. Yeah, you know? yeah that's oh. very true. That is very <laughs> true. Yeah, we're stealing time from him. Well, yeah. his, all right. So, I know you have some questions for us. Let's shoot the shit. Let's dive into it. Yeah, that's why I said it. Let's dive into it, Sean. I'm go, I'm cool it. with that. I'm okay, cool with cool. that. I'm just dive saying. I'm not. I'm just saying. The person just celebrated his 15 year anniversary. You know, I wouldn't want to steal his gimmick. It's not stealing a gimmick. You you you. The last episode, you screamed that like for like you screamed that like four times, and me and Law is like, what are you talking about? All right. What's he and then I listened to I listened to Phil the, the Franco's episode. I'm like, there's a clear difference between saying, hey, let's dive into it. When you're talking about a individual topic, and then I have a guest on the show, or we have a guest on the show, I'm like, "Hey, let's dive into this person." I mean, which also sounds whoa. Weird. Hey, yo. Hey, we don't we don't do those type of jokes here, all right? Hey, yeah, really? We don't. <laughs> no, we don't we do don't? those type of jokes here, all right? We've been doing those type of jokes. Oh man, uh, the the views and, and opinions expressed here does not reflect the views and opinions of Sketchfoot Studios. Just want to uh -huh. put that in there. Uh huh. This is ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, it is a shoot to Sure, buddy. And we, uh, this is what we do. We, we, we come and it's like therapy. We, um, and we hope to bring more guests on and, um, deep dive into them. Pause. Um, <laughs> and, Ooh, and figure out what makes them, you know, Tone, what makes you tick, Tone? What makes you tick? Jeez. Jeez. Um, so I guess, I guess it's twofold, right? So, professionally what makes me tick is i need to sustain my family okay uh, that is that is the number one that is the number one goal um, family man okay. i always think of the i always think of the chris rock skit i mean and 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 this is uh my family's amazing my my wife and my kids are amazing and they're very appreciative but i always think of the chris rock skit of you know when he talks about dad and he always talks about like who are you thinking when the electricity is on you know, and all, and, and, and the heat and the gas and all this other stuff. It's just like, cause you know, those are the bills that we pay. Like I'm not, I'm not cooking dinner. My wife makes amazing food and she's always providing for us. So, um, but when it's like, yeah, well you want to go upstairs and you want to play in the middle of the night and you got lights. That's cause, that's cause dad, but I, I, uh, it's really, it's really just, what am I doing to keep everyone, keep everyone going? Like, how am I improving myself professionally to get myself to the next level, to provide for my family, to get us as a family to the next level. Okay. And so, that's the kind of what makes me makes me tick uh, professionally, which is like why I don't have a lot of um, I don't have a lot of side projects or anything. Like Nerds Around is like my one thing. Okay. Um, you know, like Seabass does a lot of his art, and he's got his comics, and he's doing all this. Uh, Law has a number of projects. He's doing Twitch. He's got his book. He's doing a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's Nerds Around, and then just playing D and D because I'm not even DMing because I'm like I can't. I don't. I don't got. I I just don't have the the bandwidth to do that. Um, Professional, uh, extracurricular wise, so like the extracurriculars that we do, the driving force and making me take force is just to make sure we are enjoying what we do and we're having okay. a good time. So there was a time where we were feeling a bit burned out 
from the creator series and not because of the people because we love the people that we meet but we were straying away from what we originally got into nerds of the round was which was mm-hmm. to geek out about specific topics and things that we're watching or experiencing and um we found a way to finally do that with the with the live show and all that because that's kind of when we felt like we really got our stride and so i always want to make sure that we are enjoying the topics that we're talking about and we are having a good time and we are making sure that the guests that we have are comfortable and they have a fun time and they want to come back on because the best compliment Mm. that we can get from a guest is that uh, I, you, you guys made your, you guys made the show very comfortable for me and I had a great time and I want to come back. And we've heard yeah. that a number of times. We've heard that from people who've never done a podcast before or from people who are a little bit more, more introverted or whatever. And we always just want to make it a safe space for you to talk about your topic and mm-hmm. no one's judging. We just want to learn about you and what your art is or your work or what you're writing or, or whatever the hell you're doing. Um, and just have a good time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's really no rhyme or reason aside from that. The, you know, we're, uh, you know, we are not making millions and millions of dollars. We're doing this for the love of it and for the fun. And like, we've had some really great conversations with people. We've had some okay. really good guest commentary and, and it's, and it's been, it's been worth it. I really do love <clears throat> listening to creators talk about burnout. So let's deep dive into that for a second. Me and Law and, and Sean were talking about this in the last episode too, you know, about the mental health and, and making sure that you're focusing on yourself. But burnout can be one of those things where you're just like, you want to create and you want to, but you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to lose focus. You don't want to, you don't want to get to a point where you already know that the work that you're doing is similar to that of a job. But when it starts to really feel like it's a job and it's no different than, you know, what you do in your personal life, that, that, that mental strain of like, okay, this went from being a positive outlet to now I'm questioning, why am I doing this? And my, my, my suggestion for people with burnout is, and I'm always going to keep repeating this. It is okay to take a break. It is, it is, it is, I, if your fans that follow you, I believe that they respect you. If they understand that you are a human being too, do not feel like you do not have it in you to just take that break and say, hey, be honest with your fans. Be like, hey, you know what? We need to take a break. Uh, we want to continue to put out good shows, uh, be the best creators that we can be. But we'll be doing a disservice if we do not take that break and 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 just either restructure or just, just take a moment. Yeah. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. So it, it kind of comes down to that because the creator series, while it's great and we love the people we talk to, mm-hmm. that is the, that's the show that requires the most effort Okay. because it's not when you watch something or you have a specific opinion on something, it very much is a go with your gut sort of thing. That's what mm-hmm. we try to do. And, the, and, and, and really I enjoy watching all the other external pieces so like we do whatever and i enjoy watching all the other things of what people are thinking and reading reddit and kind of getting my theories and getting my understandings to bring to the table so that's kind of a an enjoyment for me it's the second half of watching these shows is that other bit right so it's going to happen whether we're talking about it on the air or if i wasn't talking about and i didn't have a show i would still do it kind of just part of the process where the creative series we you need to we need to put the work in if we know someone's coming on and we do not know them aside from them reaching out to us, um, 
you've got to you got to read their stuff like because you disrespect the person's time if you're not reading their stuff or looking at their stuff or whatever they send you you got to put the time in and, and research it and look at it because you're that's a that's a disrespect to that person's time it's a waste of their time if they're going to come on your show and do you the honor of being on your show um it doesn't matter what their audience is or what they're bringing the fact is they're taking time out of their day to come talk to you mm-hmm. so you do your job and read their stuff so mm-hmm. you read it and you want to make sure you're giving it the attention it deserves because people put their blood sweat and tears into this stuff and you get your questions down and you get your topics and all that um and then when you do that consistently that's the part that feels like a job because it's our job as hosts to make sure we provide a good space for you so sure mm-hmm. We're going to ask, sure, you're going to come in and you're going to talk about what you're working on. Um, but once we get past that point, we now need to look at your comic or whatever you're working on and pull the little bits that, may, that maybe you put there or our interpretations and just to get the conversation going and pull those influences. And that only comes when you put the time in and, and go over the, the work that was provided to you. So <clears throat> when you do that consistently over and over and over again, it does, it does become like work and tiring. And it's like, all right, well, let's, let's take a break and let's refocus. Or we've got a bunch of these in the back. So let's take a break from creator series and like focus on the live shows. And these are going to come out at a cadence sort of pace. And then we'll come back to it. So, you know, we've got creator series up until December. And then we've kind of retired the series. And we're trying to figure out a different way of, of plugging it. Uh, more so of people coming on on the live show and talking about what they're working on for like the first 15, 20 minutes. And then we go into whatever we're talking about for the evening. And I think that's kind of like a happy medium uh, for us or whatever. And, and maybe do a creative series here or there if like it calls for it. But mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be as rampant as it has been before. And that was a decision that we made just because it, it it ends up being um, we, were, we were just doing a lot. And so we want to make sure we're putting the time in and, and reading everyone's stuff and, and getting giving that giving that the respect it deserves. Because you find some really fantastic artists and creators out there when you're when they reach out to you. Um, gotcha. so, you know, maybe you don't want to do an hour long show, but we get them on and we still talk about their work and that works for, that works for both of us too. Okay. <clears throat> well, so, if, so, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. real quick, I, to, not to cut you off. Cause I want to, no, 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 take it, take it, take it. I want to ask a very interesting question. This is a question I'm going to ask you and I'll probably ask Sebastian as well. Do you guys feel like if there's an artist that you don't know, because a lot, majority of the artists, you know, based on networking and stuff like that. But there may be an artist, there may be a podcaster, there may be a, a TV personality, whatever, that you don't know, right? What's easier? Asking them, okay, give us your social media handles so we can look at what you do, or give us like a one pager or a resume so that we can see what you're about. Um, we tend to ask for a press kit if mm. they have it. So we'll do that. Okay. So and I'm sure Steve Ass will tell you the will tell you the same thing. Uh it 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 helps. Some people have a more defined press kit. Some people just kind of send us links and, and that's fine too. Everyone is kind of in this spectrum of where you are on the professional sense of what you're creating. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because we just kind of, we just want to be able to read something or look at something. So as long as you have something for us to go over, for us to bite into and, yeah. and get, then because that's where our stuff comes from. So if we find you on YouTube, cool, we'll, we'll watch your YouTube stuff. If it's uh, if it's all on Instagram, it's on Instagram. If you've got a couple PDFs that you don't mind sharing with us that obviously we will not share with anybody else so we can read your work, uh, cool. And then we'll go over to Kickstarter and, and see. Um, <clears throat> so we do that. We tend to ask that. And then it, that stuff tends to be 
tends to be in there in the press kit. So either it's like a Dropbox folder or it's a PDF, mm -hmm. like you said, which links out to specific things. But the press kit tends to uh, be the best. And then if, you know, if someone has other stuff to provide us, we'll, we'll definitely take it. Great. Well, I think Appreciate I think that's uh that's interesting. Um, to tack on to that, I think another way to do it is, and I'm going to use this name. I don't follow this person as much, but when I got into podcasting, I really admired them. Um, and that's Joe Rogan. I think I've said this on the podcast in the past. Like, I really admired the fact of if you listen to him over the years, how he got used to interviewing people. And I think one thing is, if there aren't press kits, um, to your point, Tone, something you said earlier is taking that time to ask questions or writing down questions. One of the things that I really do like with GH for Geek, of us being a geek, uh, a shoot to shoot show, it's not really, for us, it's not really more about like, um, hey, we want to bring you on, what's your press kit? Like, I think we want to kind of step away from, okay, there are all these other channels and all these con contents where this person is going on and they're really just talking about their work. But what about the person? What is about the individual? So that's our kind of our stitch. Our stitch is like, we want to learn about you at the same time that our audience is learning about you mm -hmm. um, without having to have like this, this great pamphlet of, of information. But once again, it works differently for different shows. So like your show nerds around where like, you know, that level of homework has to be there. And it's kind of the same thing with, with Geektopians. When we do, we do a Geektopians once a month, as much as we would love to do a Geektopians every week, the responsibility and honesty to people who are watching is us doing the work of the research. Yeah. You know, because if you're, if you're talking about stats and, and statistics and you're citing stuff, you don't want to uh, put out something, especially in this era of misinformation, or this era where some people may take a topic that they feel that they're comfortable with, but they don't dive deep enough to give all the facts to why they're presenting this topic. So I can I can kind of see that too from from a different scope where if you're going to have guests on, uh, you kind of have to always return back to the foundation of, oh, this is this is the foundation of what makes this show this show. You know, but there is a level where you do get burnt out quick because there's with Geektopians, you know, it could be like, oh, uh, uh, editing can burn you out. Um, Writing uh, a script can burn you out. Yeah. Listen, I, I, <clears throat> been, I, when we first started, right, right, there were a couple episodes where I'd have to write a full script and I'd be writing 11, 12 page scripts and I'm like, Yo, I can't do this. Like, I can't even like speak into this like this, right? So it'd have to be condensed. I'd have Charlie, and uh, at the time we'd have Jesse and a bunch of others look at it, edit it, try to condense it, you know, just to make it more digestible. Mm -hmm. But having having that back and forth, it after a while it becomes draining. Plus, dealing with your also your day to day, if you will, you know, and having that consume your life, that also becomes a draining part. You yeah. know, because now it's like, okay, I want to be creative. I want to do something. I want to sit down and do the research, just doing the research. But my job made me worn out. Like it made me just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's a, it's a hundred percent. So like you, 
so that's you know that's what happens when we 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 do the live because the live is like the sense of release right it's mm-hmm. our weekly hangout to talk about something we are all excited about so like there's a little bit that goes into it but really we're just there to hang out and talk about um talk about what we feel and what we're talking about and kind of pulling things here and there obviously there are other shows online that are really bigger on the research end of that and they're really grabbing all those nuggets and all those connections and all those lines but we've come to the conclusion that's not that's not the stick uh, stick of the show we're we're nerds mm-hmm. around so the whole idea was that a bunch of nerds can sit around the table and talk about a topic yeah. and we've everyone has their personality everyone has their thing they bring and so like Seabass, you know is always citing all the comic books he read which yeah. i have i have not read all those comic books I will not read as many comic books as Seabass. Where for me, it's like, I'll do my research and watch my stuff. And then there are certain comic book properties that I am all in on. So like when Invincible comes back or when The Boys comes back, like I've read all of that and I'm in the Reddit and I watch everything I can. So I've got like this really high end knowledge of it that I can really dive, dive into. So I think, and so that we're so, you know, versus the other show versus the other half of the show is, yeah, you just do a lot of, you're doing a lot of doing a lot of research and a lot of time and a lot of efforts going into it because um, it's not just a hangout session. Like it's mm-hmm. a it's a product that you know that we're doing with outside people, and especially if we never met them before. So the ner- that nerds of the round episode that they do with us that live that that pre recorded show it tends to be aside from email correspondence back and forth. That's their first time meeting us unless we okay. know them already. So like if we've had you guys on, we'll have great catch the craze on. Um, we, we know them already. We, they've been on the, sh- they've been on nerds around. So they're just kind of transitioning over. But some of the other guests we've had on nerds on uh, the live show were former or previous um, guests for, for the creator series. And me and law, sometimes, sometimes the connection is Seabass. So Seabass knows them. Me and law yeah. don't know them. And so their first, you know, thing with us is that show. So gotcha. we still need to do the damn thing to, to represent ourselves in the correct way. So that person is, is good with us. And that's, okay. uh, you know, and that takes, that takes work too, you know, and because like, you got to make sure you're doing the right thing. You know, you still have fun and you still have your personality and you cuss and you do all other stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's different. They're just, they're, they're vastly different. You got to prepare for them in, in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, quick promo real quick while we're at it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Geetopians. Seabass, Sebastian from Nerds Around. He's going to be on in, in about two episodes. He is, he's a role. Like, if you're looking for somebody who is to take pointers of like research, reaching out, networking, he is the man. But when you look at him on camera sometimes, he looks really drained. <laughs> um, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. Uh, he, uh, if he's watching this right now, um, I'm, I'm putting you a blast. Is. I'm putting you a blast. You don't Indeed. sleep. Um, you you feed off the souls of bottles of alcohol. <laughs> so, Geetopians, if Yo. you want to, su- if you want to support this man, this send man's... him, send him six packs. What, what's his favorite beer? Uh, Tom? You can you can get him the, the Broken Skull IPAs. They are the Stone Cold Steve I- uh, Steve Austin beers. Those, those come oh, in six or four. Oh, yeah. They come in four packs because they were IPAs and they were eight percent. So um, he'll he will go through a bunch of those and he'll be good to go. And I'm sitting there drinking my six pack of shandies that are like five percent, and I'm good to go. I'm I'm ready to oh, go. All, home. all I'm hearing is oh hell so, yeah. So you heard it here. <laughs> Send him that. 
I think for each bottle he consumes, it just rejuvenates him and bring him back to life. And he is a he's a happier and better man. And um, Tone doesn't have to say it, and Claude doesn't have to say it, but sometimes they're scared. Sometimes they're worried that um, he's he's going to like just vampire burn out, and we don't want him to dust go to dust like you know the snapped or like ashes. So send him a four pack, you know. Tell him uh, Charlie Williams uh, recommended. Yeah, and while you're over there, uh, watch their show. There's it around. Catch you on YouTube, Spotify. Hashtag free plug. All right. Uh, okay. Appreciate that. Thank you. But yes, yes. Yeah. Send, send him yeah. send him some Broken Skull IPAs. He will be great. He'll be no. very happy. Um, he's dude, gonna watch this. <laughs> he's gonna watch this, and he's just gonna be like, "What are you doing, guys? What are you doing?" <laughs> well, that that I hope he doesn't come on the show and be like, "Listen, Charlie, thank you, but I haven't received that one beer. Your fans, your fans are horrible. Where's where's this beer? Like, listen." Geektopians, all right. They they they're good people, you know. They're hardworking people. They get there. They get there when they get. There. Listen, they're just the regular regular yeah. Joes, regular yeah. GI Joes like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You know, going out there, knowing half the battle, right? And yeah. they're just trying to make it day to day. You know, yeah. trying to man. fight the cobra that is the man. I that is the system. Let, <laughs> I just I just want to let you know, I had I had an itchy finger right now, Sean. Had an itchy finger, but this isn't this isn't about us. This is. Um, something you just said, Tone. I wanted to to tag on before we we head on out of here. Um, so with us, we're networking now to get people on. Like I said, with Jesus for Geek, we wanna we wanna shoot the shit. We wanna talk about people, their artwork, their creativities, but you know, also talk about daily stuff. You know, their lives and stuff like that. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things for us that we're networking with people who don't know us. Um, and hopefully they get to walk away and say, you know what, that was um, that was an interesting show. Not 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 a great one, not a positive one. Just a that was a those two guys. Um, they should seek therapy. Like, uh, oh, then they really need to listen to our shoot, old stuff. Uh, I mean, every everyone needs to oh. seek therapy. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like everybody's old episodes is like one of those. Yeah, yeah. y'all needed therapy episodes. Yeah. You know? That Charlie Williams, okay guy, but that Sean Luke's a narcissist. He just talks about himself <laughs> and just keeps talking and talking and talking. I don't know how Charlie Williams put up with him so much and for so long. I don't know. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. And this is the moment where if you had the power to send me through the green room, you would. Actually, I but, wouldn't. I wouldn't because I would uh, drive the conversation back to tone. When- but I have the power. <laughs> I have the power to do it. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, Back. man. Relax. All right. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm, that was my last one for the night, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Uh, so so there's, a, there's a question in there, right? Like, yeah, there was uh, supposed to be a question in there. Like, he was over here ranting. Like, he was like, oh, I got to do one more thing. You just got lost in your own conversation. Because you, you know what? I will, you know, I will, I'm going to rant about that. That's not even going to be a question. You know what I realized? I keep telling you this. I keep going through brain fog now, and I I don't know if that's because I'm approaching forty. I don't I don't know if I need to be diagnosed, but there's moments that I'm like in the middle of a conversation, and I'm like, oh, I can't remember what I was saying. And it's happening more and more now. That's COVID, so, man. COVID has these this past like year and a half or whatever, whatever. Like the 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 time has like come together. Like mm-hmm. it's just you know we got to March. I was like, oh yeah, we've been. I've been working from home for an entire year. And it just feels like it's been a yeah. year. It's been a, oh, been yeah. a year, this crap. 
And, you know, we're going back into the fall and the school school's back in session and football starting and people are trying to treat it like the world is back to normal. And, and, and it's, it's like, not. and it's, no. it, it's, it's, so it kind of just feels like it all just feels meshed, meshed up, you know? And, and even, even when you look back at pictures, like, oh, and it's, and it's only been a year, it's only been a year and change, a year and a quarter. And you look back at pictures and you look at all the things you're doing, like, holy shit, would I not be doing that right now? Well, being 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 on the East Coast, and whether if you're talking about New York or New Jersey, I feel like we have a level of PTSD that we haven't even begun to talk about. Uh, and one thing I know I can share with you guys is I remember maybe when we got more into like September of last year, I started to notice sirens were were triggering because I remember for at least a good three months every night. That's That's all I heard were sirens. And even now at late at night when I hear sirens, I kind of have a moment where I'm like, I kind of shuddered to myself and I'm kind of like, oh, geez. But that's one of the takeaways. Um, I think uh, 20. Good. (laughs) Um, 2020 is like the snap. 2021 is like how people are freaking out because everybody returned. Yeah, so now what are you saying? 2022 is the official blip? No, 2020 was the blip. 2020, mm. no, sorry. 2020, 2020 was the snap. 2021 mm-hmm. is the blip. Because the blip yeah. is when everyone comes back. Yeah, we're, yeah. In, we're in the blip now. Gotcha. Know? So now the chaos is ensuing. Indeed. Uh, and as a person who works in the education field, I can literally tell you that that's actually accurate. Oh, dude, there are it's, kids. It's nuts. There, There are kids, because we've been gone for officially a year and a half, right? There are kids that we saw, tiny, that grew up to be really, like, big dudes, right? To be, like, some, like, tall females. Like, it is ridiculous. It is literally, like, in Spider-Man Far From Home. In the beginning, when they talk about that five-year difference where those that stayed grew, but those that were, like, in stasis didn't, that's yeah. exactly how it feels right now in schools, or at least in our school. It might be in some in other schools. If there's any Geektopians out there that are educators, please let me know if you felt this way, right? Or if like if you feel like you're just happy to be back in the classroom. Oh, like your students are coming back, like they got like fuzz on their face, they got deep voices. Pretty much, they, yeah. They they're looking like a first. Hey, what's college. going on, Mr. Acevedo? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, like yo, what's up, Sean? What the Yeah. Like you know, who are you? They come to classroom. Somebody's like, me? "Oh, it's our sub." No, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your classmate. <laughs> 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 no, like, yeah, like no, you about no. to call out AA Ron today? <laughs> no, I belong in the classroom. A. A. I am Malake. So stupid. I don't know why I'm laughing at that AA Ron. No, it's definitely, it's definitely true. The whole PTSD thing, like even, um, you know. I'm sure you know there there are people who, who look at it like we're crazy and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. But in the Bronx and all this, and you're and you're watching, you're looking at all the Twitter and you're looking at the news and you're seeing like the the morgue trucks or the ice trucks are outside the hospitals yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like it's insane. And you're reading on social media of people that you know that have lost people and and it's like it's either and it was either like you you, you get it and it's nothing or you get it. And you're intubated. 
Like there was really yeah. uh, no there middle was no ground. No in between. It was it was it was like if it, it was one of those things like if you if, if you got it, you wait your seven days, and within day seven seven to fourteen, you don't got no cough. All right, cool. You're yeah. you're asymptomatic, and if it's like oh well, gotta watch your breathing, and then you read like I remember I would read I would be up at night reading the NYC Corona COVID sub subreddit. Mm-hmm. And you're just going through what everyone like. You've got people who are saying they went through it and they're dealing with the aftermath of it, and and versus all like waiting for this vaccine to show up, and you're waiting for all these things, and like you're being being very timid about what you want to do. You know, I was, I, you know, and it, and and there are people who are who are out there doing the doing their jobs and doing what they yeah. have to do. And I and I was, you know, my family and I. I'm very fortunate that I was able to just work from home and get my food delivered, like groceries delivered, and all that stuff, and it was a very different, like, cause I'm sure there are lots of people around us who did not have that privilege. And it's just, you know, did our best to just yeah. stay inside. But like we were inside for like three months and yeah. two kids yeah. inside the house. It was nuts. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the things I think is a weird experience. <clears throat> and I think this is something that if you live in a major city, you'll fully understand it more. If you live in suburbia to walk outside your house for a walk and one, to be slightly paranoid that you left your house, um, whether if it's to this just to go to the store or to travel, like to be super paranoid. Like if you walk out, you're just gonna catch it. One. And two, to walk outside your house and it and it's dead. Like like walking dead, dead. Like nobody's outside. If you see one person, you guys are more than six feet apart. You guys are just yeah. like, nah, you you stay over there, I'll stay over here. Um, like even now with masks, I think I'm a little bit because I have the shot. I'm more relaxed to have my mask slightly on, slightly off. But there was a time where I was like, "No, this is not. This is this doesn't come off. This comes off yep. for no one. This is a part of me now." Um, yeah. if we, if I, I was thinking like, if we had fashion gear that had masks incorporated, I, I feel like that's the future now. We just gonna have like hoodies with masks. We're gonna be Mandalorian or um. Yeah tattooing it like with that's just going to become a new part of us now i mean i so, haven't even gotten a cold so and i i love oh. that i love that because you know i think well you know i used to think it was the changing of the weather was the reason why i got the cold i was like no it's just being on the dirty subway <laughs> actually yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah. for me it was completely different like for me i had to like brave it because like you said i'm one of those people that could not get stuff delivered so I had to go to those grocery stores. I had to buy the meat. I had to buy the stuff that we had need that were essentials to literally live. And at the time, I was living with two other people. So it was like this whole big thing that we needed to like get the food for the week, get the stuff. Because stores were closing within a certain time frame, right? By 6, 7 o'clock, there was nobody outside. There was absolutely yeah. nothing. Stores were like completely closed. Right. It was yep. it was a very jarring experience. And yeah, like like you said, the PTSD on that still hasn't come around uh, to I would say it hasn't come around to being admitted upon. Yeah. Right. Because everybody indoors like we're talking about it now, you know, but indoors, it's more discussed upon than actually going out there and talking about it. And yes, there have been people talking about mental health and mental health awareness now. Right. To the point where the government's trying to put, you know, I trying to put money out there so people can get therapy. People can, you know, they can have more therapists go to school and actually open up their 
practices so people can get that, you know? And it's something like, cause for me, I use, I had to be that one where it was like, all right, I need to go out there. I need to like literally abate this paranoia. I had to abate this, you know, this, this, this fear because I had to go out there and I had to buy food. I had to buy essentials, you know, and you know, it and that that alone was its own like trauma, if you will. Yeah. Well, imagine if you you go from having an outlet, and I, and I think one of the things that maybe might be a shareable note is questioning your outlet on a social level versus an individual level. So what I mean is, I'm with Sketchfed. I got so used to like being around you, Jesse, Sylvia, uh, Lee that when that got taken away it kind of damped my creativity because i was like oh my god like i enjoy being around these people socially but now it's kind of like how do i step back to like this earlier medium where i was just doing things by myself and because you want one like i'm i'm an introvert you guys cannot tell things you can't tell but off camera i'm i'm completely different um, Sean can tell you, like, off camera, I am more Kubrick, like, where I'm going to get away from you. I don't want to be there. <laughs> so I'm more energetic I'm, I'm happy here. he's admitting it. I'm happy yeah. he's admitting it. Oh, well, you know, because I'm the honest one. Um, but being social, like, now now I'm just in a place where I, I don't trust human beings because our decision-making apparently is all over the place. But <laughs> with that being so we said. Need, we need to feel, we need, you need to feel a part of a group. And it doesn't yeah. matter if your group is the right group or the wrong group. Once you're in a group, just that 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 primitive human mind of being a part of a group is so it's just it's just there. It's ingrained in us. It's like, you know, why you can you can break people up into 32 different NFL teams or into uh, different aspects or uh, political parties, just these ideologies that we all just kind of latch onto, And it's it's, it's good or bad, depending on, on what side of history you end yeah. up on. Well, I think that's why it's always good to go back to that word of adapting and uh, let's bring this full circle back into like content creation because especially with nerds around, like again, you guys went from uh, the couch to the couch and table to, to, to pretty much like, Hey, this is it. But the good thing about that is, and, and kind of said this before with other content creators too, like, uh, 2020 really challenged people to say, okay, I no longer have this avenue to create or to get my stuff out there. What can I do and how can I do it and take it to the next level? And um, I think we talked about this on a panel too, where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you go from setting up a table and a, and a booth at a comic con to now having to understand how uh, streaming works and what webcams work perfect and setting up a time schedule to, to do online sketching. So uh, there, there are some positive takeaways um, uh, in figuring out this new, the new, new, the, the new, new normal. New, yeah. New, new, new normal. The new, new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's what it is. Definitely. I but, mean, if you're, if you're able to, you know, even like remote work has blown up, you know, it was like a pipe dream for some people. Um, and even in certain industries where it made it, it doesn't make sense why you couldn't do it from home because of this whatever fear of people not getting work done uh, or this mic idea micromanaging. Yeah, yeah, micro, yeah micromanage. micromanage. Yeah, people, you know, managers who who shouldn't be managers feeling this lack of power uh, in regards mm -hmm. to having make feeling people are doing busy work and not just doing the job to do the job.
and the pandemic like jump started the fact that most of these jobs can be done um, at home and uh, you yeah. can still create revenue for a business and people get a lot of stuff back. Um, time with your family, no commuting, you know, and just it's it, it's unfortunate it took a pandemic to unlock all of that. Oh, shed a uh, shed a light you know. on our shed a light on the American healthcare system. Yeah, shed a like, light on <laughs> oh my like, god, it, like it, the, it the house of the cards. Flaws. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like it, this pandemic produced literally showed us what the strength and the flaws of not only America but the entire world. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And yes, yeah, say what you will, but this pandemic, which is always once in a century, right? The every century you're gonna have a once in a lot, you know, once in a century pandemic where it's gonna hit the globe, right? And you're gonna have to adapt to it. Um yeah. I I believe that you guys I believe that we just need to learn from this. The only fear I have is that we're not going to. It's gonna repeat itself. The same mistakes are going to be said. Everything is going to be done over where it's like we didn't learn from last time. And you know what? It is what it is. That's just human nature. That's the way I see it. It's human nature. And it's just up to <clears> us <throat> as individuals to learn and figure it out for ourselves. Yep. Um, I'm going to agree with something more what Tone said. Uh, history will. All of this is being recorded. And I don't think that it's not that we're not going to learn from it. I think when that next uh, uh, turn of the pendulum or the, the clock ticks, that time frame will be different. And if you look at what makes this pandemic completely different than all others, we have rapid communication um, online. Where And I think the biggest problem with this pandemic is it happened during a time that misinformation is on the rise. And once again, not getting in political, but because misinformation is on the rise and we're living in a time frame that you can get information super quick, I think it comes down to the fact of people are very quick to read something and not do go deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And that that can, that's a double edged sword because there are there are things that people are reading and they're going deeper into. And when I mean deep, I mean look at the source. Who is saying this? Where is this coming from? Is this legitimate? Is this a legitimate source, or is this an opinion? Uh, I think they were talking about like in the nineties. One of the things that was happening in the nineties, especially on like news shows, they would bring on guests, and the guests would always say during this segment, well, in my opinion, and having an opinion and writing a editorial or writing a, a post on your opinion is, is not fact, but we're living in a generation that it's being perceived as fact, it's being perceived as these talking points. So I think in the future, that's going to change. I, I feel like something's going to happen that we get to the point where it's like, nah, we, we, something has to change and it's a generational thing i think it changes generationally i think that the generation that's now uh i don't want to say is it i don't know if it's millennials or gen z gen z is before millennials right or gen z is after gen z is after, gen z is after. so x. then it's it's because uh, we're technically millennials we're millennials so, then there's x then there's boomers okay yep. so then well, it's i thought boomers was before yeah yeah you're right going both backwards so then it's is Gen X and the generation before Gen X is boomers. that 
the, yeah, the boomers that are kind of like uh, who are really showing themselves right now as far as like when it comes to facts. And it's kind of like the younger generation is kind of like, hey, no, we have to check you. So I think there's there's so many different arguments happening right now. Let's let, let's just let's just yeah let's just yeah. start varying away from that because sorry Geetopians we we didn't mean to go down this path sorry about that you know in the immortal words and, of a great musical artist the Latin lover where did you come from where did you go where did you come from Cotton Eye Joe wow damn you just wow, had that, that there was, that's a real that was, way to to that stab kinda, that in the heart that's kind of yeah. deep. <laughs> All right, Tone. It was Tone. It was it was great having you on. You are amazing. All right. I appreciate coming. Um, I I want to have you back on the show again so we can have another. Um, who knows Tone's best? Um, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna make me lose anyway from some tone, nonsense, so it's whoa, fine. We're, it's we're fine. not. We're it's not. Fine. That I'll, kinda... I'll I mean, I'll come no, on. I want to. I want you to come back on so we can talk about just like just random theories that we have for tv shows comics and everything yeah let me know i'm always down to to talk about that type of stuff even if you want to paint be a pain in my ass and talk about you know game of thrones and i'll do Uh, it i mean i see that's the thing (laughs) and that's one of the things we can discuss next time right how can people how do how can people have such great ips and literally create shit storms of it (laughs) geektopians uh that is something uh, we could discuss next time if you Next time we have Tone on, uh, send us some questions, you know, that we'll ask them, you know, and we'll we'll get it going. So, all right, Tone, let the let, let the people know your where they can find you at. Yeah, I mean, sure. So, um, uh, I am on. I am one third of Nerds of the Round, as the guys yeah. have said. You can find us on all of our all of our socials, or essentially Nerds of the Round. I think Twitter's the the Nerds OTR is like, but we, we're barely on Twitter. But look us up on YouTube, The Nerds Around. Look us up on Instagram, The Nerds Around. We technically have a Twitch, and we technically have a TikTok, but I think it's just Seabass throwing some shit up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that's where you can find us. And if you want to reach out, if you want to jump on our chats, we're always down to, you know, we're always up for the chat participation and everyone jumping in because, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Like, the whole thing is, like, the, the whole shtick of The Nerds Around is for nerds to come together and to talk about this thing that we are talking about tonight, whether it's Loki or what if, or the Witcher uh, or whatever the hell is coming down the line. That's, that's the, that's the environment we want to bring. There is no gatekeeping involved. It doesn't matter what your level of expertise is. Just jump on in and jump into the conversation because we all have a good time. We've had some guests come in and they, they, they weren't really into the topic and they eventually grew into it and they were able to have, have bonds with their family over it. And they come in with their wild ass theories, whether I think they're going to happen or not is that's just that's just a, that's a discussion happening in my brain. There's no need to bring mm-hmm. that up on here. But the whole point is for us all to have fun and to talk about topics, because one of the negatives we hear about geek culture is gatekeeping and people feeling like they they need to test your nerd them. And unfortunately, it tends to happen of uh, a male nerd going against a female nerd. And mm-hmm. it's just not it's not cool. It's not acceptable. We're I, I mean, back in my day. And, and, you know, when we were into this and it was no longer cool and it was taboo, if there was someone of the opposite sex into what you were into, I was all in. That was a cool thing. I don't know why. I don't know why we got to we got to have a trivia contest to see if you can if you can jump in. I don't understand. Like, we should. Yeah, that that is something that I hope when we get a female guest on that we can discuss upon further. But more so the fact I would like to discuss on the fact because when I. It was funny because when I started going to cons years mm-hmm. ago, 
right? I've been going to cons for about 13, 14 years now. There were people there that would try to gatekeep me for the, for these cons and about these characters and stuff like that. And I'm just, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, yo, can I just enjoy this for what it is? Right? Yeah. Can I enjoy this show for what it is? Do I have to know what Captain America said in, episode, in uh, issue 252, mm-hmm. right, to a, another character just so I can prove my fandom? Like... Jeez, I was, yeah, I was it's trying like to a, wrap it it's up. Like a, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's like a. It's, yeah, it's, I know. I know. I know. Like, I will this, say this. This is, this is how. This is how we get here, people. You know. Yeah, this is I what mean, happens. It's fun. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I think it's just it's just a line you have to toe because for me, and I think, and I think, and and I could be wrong, and mm-hmm. where, where where gatekeeping really came from, it came from people who are really into a topic. People like to talk about what they're really into. And you want to share that with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it just got metamorphosized into this twisted way. Like, so I was in a conversation with a bunch of people who were into Game of Thrones, but they only watched the TV show. Oh, and man. I read I read the books and I read all the all the crap. And I'm on and I'm on Reddit. I won't go if I'm in that conversation at the table, I won't say, well, you know, I will always suggest you should read the books because I think you should always do that. Um, but my thing is like, but let me let me tell you some of this stuff. So that you can be like, that's cool. Cause like sometimes people have questions and I'm like, oh, I can come in and fill that answer in. And like you want to share that information and provide that info, but in a place of of like sharing knowledge of what of this collective thing that we're a part of and to make you now a part of it because now you know. Yeah. And I think it's been metamorphosized to people who have been ostracized growing up. And they feel that this thing is so close to them and it's a part of their identity. And now that it's cool, all these people can just kind of come in and take something away from them. It's not an excuse to do it. Mm. There's no, it's not an excuse and it's not giving it a pass. It's just as a person who was into topics that were made fun of to where they are now, I don't agree, but I kind of like quote unquote understand, but it's still not cool. Like you got to grow up. I'll say that, uh, I feel like, especially with us having the topic of, of being in a patriarchal society, um, and I'm, I'm going to speak more about, like, gamers, because um, I, I actually love this topic. There are no female geeks and female nerds. There's no male geeks, uh, male nerds. They're just nerds and geeks. Just like there's no female gamers uh, or male gamers. They're gamers. Um, I think what happened was one part of that is this, the, the system that we lived in. And I, I, I always use Nintendo as a good example where in Nintendo's marketing strategy, it was, uh, especially in toy stores to put video games in the boy section and to market towards boys. And that became like this consistent thing where like, uh, music videos were marketed towards girls, uh, makeup dress, or even dolls. Like the, the fact that, uh, division action figures versus dolls you know to even where now that's a conversation of would you let your son play a girl's video game would you let your son play a a what's considered a a uh you get what i mean like the the vice versa so i think it's good that that's a conversation and that we're coming to this point where and i hope it's getting better um that we're coming to this point where it's like there's been this division because society has kind of bred us in this way you know if you're a boy you should do this if you're a girl you should do this and then over time when it comes into like 
nerdum uh, into like fandom, that level of toxicity comes from it's a dick swinging contest of one, this is what I know and this is what you don't know. And two, I have this expectation, not expectation, I've had this belief that because this is your gender, you don't know what I know. You you're not as invested. But there's 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 people out there who there there's some women out there who are more knowledgeable than anime than I am. And it's very surprising because I I've been checked on this where I've I mentioned I've called somebody the wrong name and and somebody called me out. I was like, no, it's not pronounced like that. And I'm like, this is kind of a catch twenty two. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't bring it up because in that moment I'm like, okay, you know what, I I I get it, and I'm not going to go into the argument of like who's right, who's wrong. But I but like kind of like you said, I understand, I understand, and it's up to me to to make that difference and say. No, we're all there's there's no need to gatekeep. There's yeah. you're you're a fan of what you are, what you're a fan of, I'm a fan of what I am. Um, if anything, let's work to have a dialogue so we can learn more and grow as fans together instead of like I think Sean was talking about it at one point. Uh when it comes to comics, one of the hardest things with comics is you have the old school comic heads who do make it hard for younger for the younger generation to get into comics. Because their knowledge of what comics or what sci-fi should be or what it was is not what it currently is. But comic books change all the time. Storylines, there's so many alternate storylines. Like, why are we gatekeeping, you know? So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like why why some of the story, comic book writers have been, you know, I've heard the argument of, like, why not create you know, new characters that are that do the representation. So, uh, Latin, black, uh, gay, uh, trans, uh, different, uh, deaf things like that. Like why not have just different brand new heroes? Mm -hmm. Um, and not, and why do we have to kind of keep passing these mantles over? And I think it's just because like, if we're not giving these mantles of heroes, cause we learned from Spider-Man, like it's just, it's just a, it's a mantle. So like mm -hmm. Spider-Man is going to be Spider-Man. Captain America is going to be Captain America. Robin's going to be Robin. These are just names of superheroes. They are not the people behind them. So you can have, you have these new mantles and then you have them, the person who's holding this mantle is that representation because they are going to, they are now Captain America or they are now Spider-Man or they're Robin, this gay Latin man or uh, trans, trans woman is like these mm -hmm. heroes, like these, because that hero name is going to be there. And then if you, you want to read about this hero who you like, you're going to learn about who the alter ego is and you're going to be exposed to something that maybe you didn't think you're going to be exposed to. I think brand new heroes should also be, be great. Oh, great. Like Miss Marvel with Kamala Khan. I thought that was fantastic of what they did, but you got, you got to have a healthy balance. It can't just be all brand new heroes from the big two. You got to have brand new heroes coming in, but you got to have the mantles of heroes being passed down to the next generation of people who are a better fit and a better representation society. So, uh, so there's, so, see, I, I got to yeah, go, because there's so whole, much, I know, there's so I know, much I know. to unpack yeah, here. But I, I, will, <laughs> I, I will finish with this, right? Okay. And it's something you guys touched on a lot. And I'm just going to say the problem that we have, and this is more so a lot of the old guard, and uh, they have, and from what I'm understanding and based on my personal experiences, it's what I feel is a superiority complex, right? 
they feel superior because they have this knowledge and they want to test this knowledge so much that it literally deters other people because it's like, well, this person knows everything and is trying to question me instead of teaching me, right? The whole, the whole point of having fandom and, have, and being a fan of these characters, like you said, it's sort of like in wrestling. In wrestling, you have a new character and the best way to get over that character is to be trained and be mentored and be managed by an older legend, um, legend character, right? In AEW, you have Darby Allen and Sting, right? Before you had like Rick, uh, Charlotte Flair with her father Rick Flair, right? Whenever that was, whenever that was actually happening, right? Um, you always have like that. You said it, that mantle passing on. But then there are also cases where there is no mantle to pass on. Right. There is no changing of the guard because something may happen where it's like all of a sudden this character, this new character is thrust into there. Spider-Man is a perfect example of that. Right. Spider-Man did not mentor Miles until until recent different avenues. Miles was a fan of the work and literally got bitten by a radioactive spider and became the new Spider-Man and just literally learned from the fandom that he had of Spider-Man. At least I'm I'm interpret I'm trying at least yeah. I interpreted that correctly. Hey, try try this one variant. Variant. See? It's Look not a variant if variant. it's in the same universe. Uh variant. The fans will go for it. They'll, they'll understand it better than alternate variant. See it works. But that's Marvel. the variant only works if it's a multiverse. All right. So uh, damn, I don't uh, all right. All right, can, we'll, we'll can end it on that. Wait, wait, let me get this park, one dropping. Parking lot. I'm going to get this one <laughs> no, dropping. No, we have so many tangents Jeez. here. Let me get this one dropping there. Because I agree with you, Sean, but I think that because we're Western culture, something that Eastern culture does that we are very quick to accept, that I wish that we would learn to accept it over here on in the West. If you look at manga, a book series can go seven books to 100-something books, but what doesn't keep passing on is like there's not like oh like go like you have your gokus yes you have your your ichigos you have your in our society we have superman and instead of us being more like eastern where it's like it's cool to have a superman but superman fades out and then we introduce we keep introducing new stories with new heroes and i think this is where indie comics come in because indies are indie comics are trying to say like look yeah you got your supermans you got your batmans but there are tons of ideas of new heroes on the block that can come out but we keep recycling these these heroes and we keep i think it becomes more of a commercial avenue because those heroes sell where if you look at eastern and manga it's like you know once a book series done it's not that you forgot about that character that story was still epic, but there are artists who are constantly creating more and more and more stories. And I yeah. think that's an avenue I would like to see transition over here in the West where, yeah, it's great to have an Avengers movie. It's it's great to follow the DCU, but I think the DCU and the, Mar the MCU would be greater if all those characters who are considered B and C and D, if they got treated the same way that eastern characters get created in the sense of hey 
yeah, Wolverine's great, but here's the next best. Here's the next. Here's X twenty three. Here's not the next Wolverine, but here's the next. And yeah. we don't do that. Well, we, manga is very is very generational. So like yeah. like right but, now it's it's my hero, Demon Slayer. Like that's right yeah. now. That's this generation. My like I don't consider it my generation because I love them. They're great products, but my generation is Naruto. Like that's my, and yeah, my like generation my, was Dragon Ball Z thing, and Sailor you know? Moon. You know, yeah. and like I wa- and I watch Dragon Ball Z, but like I have if I had to pick a shonen that I was really really attached to, Naruto. You know, yeah, there's mine, other mine stuff was that's Dragon Ball Z. And there are other uh, pieces. One and Bleach, Bubble believe Gum it or not. Bubblegum I love Bleach. Like twenty ninety nine. right. Okay, Tone. It was great having you on. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in the middle we're doing of the that, Hispanic goodbyes. Yeah. In, in, the the middle, goodbye. in the middle of that, you have where I'm at, Nerds yeah. Around. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> and on YouTube. We go live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, I am one of three. Uh, Tone from across the hall, Law and Sebastian. Yeah, we, we, we will have Sebastian coming up on another show. All right, I'm going to send you to the green room, sir. All right, man. Thank you for having me. It was great going on. It was uh, great having back you soon. on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Geektopians. I hope Woo! you had a, a great time on this episode. Um, okay, why why is it every episode we have a shoot the shit on the first hour, and now we have a second hour where it's like deep conversations? No, the deep conversations is the shoot the shit. So you know what's happening here, I, I, I and I and I see it. We we we're we're we just don't know when's the best time to shoot the shit. So we're shooting. <laughs> we're just you know. So it's kind of like when we go into the green room and every every show that we've been on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this. Most podcasts once they go off, everybody goes into the green room for about five minutes and they say their goodbyes. But people keep talking <laughs> and some of the best stuff that you don't get recorded are said in the green room and i think with us the com- maybe it's the comfort level but yeah. we just get to this point where and i think that's what makes a general po- a, a genuine podcast where you can see that the dynamic of the feel of the conversation is no different than people in the same room or on a phone call with each other um so i i don't i don't know how to work this magic sean any advice on that Listen, um, I feel like, just real quick, because I know we're about to close up, but mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, we are, our niche is literally that. Like, we bring those backstage conversations, at least mm-hmm. we try to bring those backstage conversations to the forefront, right? Because those are things that we either ba- people barely talk about or people barely want to uh, acknowledge. And we bring that acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. We bring that that knowledge. We bring that that know-how where it's like, guess what? We're talking about it. We feel you guys. Yeah. We understand what you're going through. We are, and I hate, to, I hate to say it like this, but we are the Geektopians. Yeah, we are. We are. And as we bring on, as we, we have more guests on, we hope we get to have some of your favorite guests on. Um, we're going to talk about their creative side, but we also want to have conversations like Shoot the Shit, where yeah. you get to see them, that they're human beings, and that, you know, whether if it's, once the, the outfit is taken off, once the pencil is put down, the, they're still human beings and you can relate to how they feel and how they think. So let yeah. let us know if there's any particular artist, TV personality, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, that's trying that would you want us to like try and get to interview if we can, you know, because that'd be very interesting. You know, yeah. I would love to hear from perspectives of people yeah. and just let let them know, like, look, fans requested this. Are you up for it? Mm hmm. 
And once again, uh, you can catch us at sketchpadstudios.com, also sketchpad.com. Uh, this episode will be up next week. Well, you should this if you're watching this, then it probably is next week. Uh, on uh, Sketchpad YouTube channel, uh, we have episodes of Geektopians in the works as well as Geektopians Live in the works. Um, that's coming down the pipeline. What else? What else? What else? Uh, you can catch us on Facebook at uh, Sketchpad at Sketchpad as well as on Facebook at uh, the Geektopians Instagram. You know, everything's linked down below. Uh, and before we get out of here, uh, this episode was brought to you by Sean Speedos. Um, Sean Speedos, you can get those um, wherever uh, it has his face and uh, the Latin love Speedos. Uh, with that said, I'm Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And as always, we are out of here. Thank you.